Welcome to the Imposter Syndrome. Hello, everyone. Um, welcome back to the Imposter Syndrome. We are in episode two. This thing's this thing's going. This thing's rolling, guys. That's crazy, man. I know. We're for real now. Mm -hmm. We are uh, on Spotify, and uh, we don't know yet because I've been trying to make the account, and no nothing's getting processed. And there's also five other imposter syndromes. So we possibly have to change our names, but we also don't have to change our names. Who's the real imposter? Whoa. Oh snap! Wow, that's that's a lot. To, <laughs> that's that's a lot to unpack right there. That, that got super deep, <laughs> really quick. Yeah. <laughs> um, Man. Anyways, uh, yeah. Welcome back to episode two. Again, we don't know how frequent this is because uh, med school is hard and uh, med school is busy. Um, it's no. It's sometimes tough to uh, Sorry, I laughed get people I was together. Like, I thought this was law school. Oh! <laughs> My bad. <laughs> yeah, you're in the wrong school, dude. <laughs> no, I've, I'm, I've been reading like a bunch of like citation stuff and new subsections on California government. Oh my god. <laughs> you guys are kidding, right? <laughs> yes. Alright, Spencer's lost. <laughs> <laughs> and as you can tell, med school is hard. <laughs> It's gotten to us. Um, uh, but yeah, welcome back to episode two. Um, we've heard some people talk already, but uh, let's do like a formal introduction. Um, I'm Darren. I'm Sarush. It's Parham. My name is Armin. He's your boy, Spencer. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're all back. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, well, first off, like just a quick check-in. How's everyone doing? How are you doing, Darren? Oh, <laughs> I, I'm doing well. I'm hanging in there. Um, we just finished. We are in block two. We are, at, at least at this point of recording, we are four weeks into block two. It seems like five. More than five weeks. Fifth week. yeah. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Okay. Wow. Food. Okay. Um, block two is a different beast, as I feel like um, a lot of people can agree. Um, and yeah, I think I think we're we're still trying to figure out how to adapt to it and. Uh, the pace is different, the uh, time commitment's different. Um, so yeah, it's been, uh, it's been an adjustment period. We just finished our second midterm of block two. So we're still hanging in there. We're still chugging along. Um, I think that kind of goes well into what we want to talk about today. Um, today we're gonna talk about what makes medical school hard. Um, I think we've had some experience uh, or at least short experience into medical school, and I think we have uh, insights into what makes it hard and uh, why is it difficult. So I will leave it to my, I'll open up to the table. Um, what makes medical school hard? I'll start. I got this. All right, cool. <laughs> um, Get it, thank you. Thank you, my sir. Uh, I think one of the things that, I've talked to a lot of people about and one of the most consistent observations that I've heard uh, that is kind of the reason I think people can get a little bit burnt out or feel like it's especially difficult is not necessarily the complexity of content or um, even the magnitude to some degree, because it is a lot, but I think it's a byproduct of the thing that really makes it hard, which is the consistency. It's very constant and it doesn't stop. So 
unlike a lot of our previous schooling, you kind of hit like a peak midterm or like a peak exam or a quiz or a final, whatever it is. And then you have a little bit of time to kind of like recharge for a few days, a week, multiple weeks, depending on how you do it. But I think med school, the, the reason that it's a different kind of animal is just you don't have those long chunks of time that you can just, you know, just chill consistently and just do whatever. You kind of have to make those breaks in in the midst of everything. So little like small breaks or just breaks here and there that you make time for and that are like nicely balanced and spread out. Um, because if you kind of like get behind it, 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 it really builds up quick and it definitely has a, a more distinct opportunity to make you feel like overwhelmed. And I think that's where a lot of the, like when people say med school is really hard, I think that's a big reason um, why people feel that way. It's just how constant it is. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I think um, it goes even further than that because what you're talking about is just the, the curriculum aspect of med school. But what they don't tell you is that there's so much more to med school than just uh, classes and learning and taking exams. You know, you, you're involved in a lot of extracurriculars, you know, and um, some of these you feel are expected of you, like, you know, research, especially if you go to a big academic institution. Um, but there's a lot of other things that I didn't really expect, like student organizations, you know, I got wrapped up in a lot of student organizations, it's taken up a lot of my time, but um, it's, 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 it's a really, really good time because um, I think it kind of enhances your experience of the school beyond just taking exams. I think it kind of nourishes aspects of your life that you wouldn't really get otherwise. And I think it actually makes school a little bit more bearable, a little bit more diverse, a little bit more fun, but it also takes up a lot of time. So being able to balance this huge amount of content that we've talked about um, scholastically with all of the um, extra things that you decide to take on, that, that you personally decide that you wanna do, uh, finding the balance between those things and as well as taking care of your own personal wellness and um, uh, and connecting with you know the people you love like your friends and family all those things have to be present in med school and it's really hard to balance all those things yeah I think like when we talked to you guys last time we were still adjusting to the curriculum aspect and I think starting this block all of us have realized that you know we're able to you know, manage the studying aspect well we're sort of used to that constant amount of information but now it felt that okay by the way you also need to do research and you get involved with student organizations and still life happens and I think one of the few things that like I realized a lot is that life is gonna happen and you can never plan for unexpected events that will take you away from studying and that will take you away from you know doing research or something else and you have to like take those moments and realize that uh, you have to take those moments and realize that there are there's there's something greater at play and it's not just studying it's not just you know doing research or these extracurriculars it's like taking care of like families and taking care of like you know life aspect uh, as well um, I think I think that's a that's a very uh, important point to bring in to the conversation of what makes medical school hard um, I think my expectations for medical school are very different than what I'm going through. Um, I think if you put my, if you put me in a room and gave me the med, med school curriculum and only told me to do the curriculum, it's hard. Like it's uh, tough concepts, but if, I, if all my time was committed to that, it would be fine. Um, but I think in med school, you're asked to do 
uh, more than that. So you're asked to do research, you're asked to do extracurriculars, you're, you're asked to, do to, to go to clinics and on the weekends and uh, see patients and things like that. So when you mix in all of that, uh, the med school experience is extremely uh, unrelenting. Um, it's, it's again, like kind of what Spencer said, it's kind of a constant, like, I don't want to say flood. Oh, yeah, it's flooding. People, people say it's like drinking out of a fire hose. Um, it's it's, it's kind of like a constant flooding of uh, kind of experience. And then uh, touching on what Parm said, um, and then life happens. And then when life happens, your emotions get involved. Um, and that, uh, that screws with you a lot. Uh, you, sometimes you can't. Uh, I mean, personally, I've been through some things uh, in Block 2 that have, like, uh, really shaken me and um, really kind of threw me off for a little bit. And, um, and at that point, it's, it's realizing or acknowledging what you're going through. And then, um, uh, what's the way of putting it? Coping with it and making sure you're at your peak emotional um, state to continue on. And that's tough because, again, it's a constant uh, piling on of things. And um, yeah, that, I think that's, that's kind of how I viewed med school in terms of how tough it is and um, what makes it so hard. But just one thing to add to that is, although we're talking how constant like the curriculum is and how constant everything else is, it's also important to realize that, like Spencer said, that you, know, you take those breaks because otherwise there's a huge aspect of burnout that can occur, unfortunately, in the medic medical field. And uh, similar to you, uh, like the fire hydrant, the other analogy is med school is like eating pancakes. So every single day you get a stack of like 20 pancakes and you have to get through your pancakes and then the next day you're going to get another 20 pancakes. So it's up to you if you want to like, you know, finish like 18 of them and like leave two and then eat it the next day. Um, but at some point you're going to have to eat all your pancakes. And that's just the way that, you know, with medical school, it's like, it's that fire hydrant. It's like, that constant amount of it, but it's important that if you've eaten, you know, let's say like eight pancakes for a day and you can't eat any more, you take the rest of that night off and then come back tomorrow with a stronger um, mentality uh, and, you know, just recharge your, you know, mind, your body, uh, because the next day is always going to come and there's always going to be more to do. Kind of like what, what Darren was saying, sometimes life serves the extra pancakes for the day. You just got to figure out how to eat those the best way possible, too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a great analogy. It, it would be better if I liked pancakes. What do you like? Waffles? Does that work? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, sorry. Bacon? <laughs> bacon? No. The analogy just doesn't hold no. with waffles. No. We're vegan. <laughs> We're vegan friends. My bad, yeah. How insensitive <laughs> of you. No, no pancakes were I mean, the piece I want to add to this, and some of you guys kind of touched on this, um, but one thing that I feel is not fully understood sometimes is that med school is very doable. When you always hear that med school is hard, it's like, it's not just, it's not just, oh, med school, the classes are hard. I mean, yeah, the material is challenging, but with the time of day and the weekends, anyone can get through med school, but that's not what makes med school hard. Like everyone just touched on, it's the constant load plus the extracurriculars plus life plus wellness all that together is what makes med school hard 
right? So uh, I want to assure everyone that if you were to be that person who doesn't get involved with anything and your life is just dandy, uh, then you'd be fine. But let's just face the facts that that's not the case. Oftentimes you get things that pique your interest. You get involved in student government, in student-run clinics, in research, like my colleagues just mentioned, and that's what makes it challenging. But I think what I've noticed is a constant theme across other classmates is that, yes, wellness is challenging, yes, extracurriculars is challenging, but probably the most challenging thing is when life hits you, because that's the thing you don't expect. Wellness is, you can calculate wellness, you can predict wellness, you can make sure you adjust for wellness. Same thing with extracurriculars. You choose them, you take them on, and you can remove them as, as you wish, but life you cannot. And I feel like everyone in this room and everyone in my class to some degree has experienced life and the surprises that come with it. And that by far is the most difficult part of med school. Because with undergrad, the load is manageable enough where you can still possibly handle it. But with this, it's just a whole different beast. Um, for example, I went through something personally this block and it was impossible to take a second to digest it. Honestly, it was impossible. Like even on the weekends, I'm still playing catch up with school and I tell people I'm keeping myself busy and not thinking about it. But in reality, sometimes I'm keeping myself busy, just I'm just busy. Right? And I feel like we're all just busy. Sometimes we just gotta roll with the punches. Like, okay, like that sucks, that happened, but I don't have time to think about it right now, unfortunately. Which is not healthy. But that's just, that's the way that this is going. And the most important thing for me to get through it, even with the challenge, is talking to people. And oftentimes people don't understand. And you'd be surprised though how many people do understand. There's always someone going through something. It might be different. But keep the people that you love close to you. Even if your family's far away. Sometimes having classmates you can confide even the most sensitive topics to is going to make a difference in just coping and pushing through. Because if you're not doing that, I'm sorry, you're not going to make it through med school or even a career in medicine. I also think um, it's, it's, it's tough to think, it's easy to think that you're the only one going through something tough and everyone else is having like a... Um, an easy go of it. And uh, I think a lot of people uh, on campus and how they interact and stuff like that may seem like they're okay. And I think that may affect how you perceive things personally um, in terms of like, oh, like I may be going through stuff and then I see someone else like they're, they're just chilling. And um, I think that may affect um, how you, uh, you know, go through what you're going through. Uh, so I think the, the biggest thing is realizing that like, Everyone goes through it. And I think that's the biggest thing I learned after going through things in block two was like, holy shit, like people are having a tough, like everyone's having a tough time. And um, it's, <laughs> I don't wish tough times on any, on everyone, but it's, it's semi comforting to realize that like, like you're not inadequate because you're the only one going through this type mm -hmm. of stuff. Everyone's going through some form of stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, I just don't want people to, to think that people are better off um, and just chilling, where in most cases, it's not that, and um, yeah. Yeah, I, dude, I totally agree with you, man. Um, I think for some reason, there's this principle where one of the easiest things for us to like forget immediately or within an hour or two hours a day is just that we're not 
often alone or almost ever alone and going through things. The interesting thing is like we consistently find out and are surprised like, oh my gosh, this person's going through really tough stuff. Maybe way tougher than I am, maybe less tough in terms of like what is happening, but regardless, it's really hard for them. You know? I don't I don't like yeah. um, ranking how tough it, it shouldn't is because yeah. everyone's challenges are very valid yeah. and it shouldn't be ranked as, oh, this guy's going through worse exactly. stuff than what yeah. I'm going through or I'm going through worse stuff than yeah. this person. It's That's not the case because everyone's challenge is, mm-hmm. is a challenge and it, it deserves time and emotion uh, in their own 100%, way. yeah. And it's all related to your experience too. So I totally agree. It's, it's impossible to give an objective standard to um, something uh, in terms of it's a difficult or challenging or obstacle that someone's facing. Um, the important thing and really the only thing we can look at is how it's affecting them and, and what their perception of it is and how we can help with that. Um, but it's really easy to forget that we're not alone in that a lot of the time for sure. Uh, and so I like, with honestly in life in general, I think an important thing that we can do is just constantly be thinking of that. Anytime somebody we're interacting with someone, particularly in a case where it might not be the most optimal interaction, always come back to and always point to and be like, you know, I, I wonder what is maybe tough on them right now. Because usually I don't think people ever intentionally come from a bad place or they, you know, it's usually prompted by something um, or they're having a tough time or they had a tough time and it's resurfacing or whatever the case is. I think that's a really important reminder and particularly just to tie this back to medicine as we approach you know working with patients one-on-one and in general um sometimes patients are just having a tough day and it's nothing that you did and it's nothing um that necessarily you had a role in um and they're not a bad person and they're not a malicious person or it's just people sometimes you know are their day or, or can be what's happening to them and and um i think that's a really important thing to remind ourselves of constantly so I'm going to agree with you and disagree with you as well. Um, I don't think that everyone's challenges are equal. I Unfortunately, I do think some people are dealt different hands in life than others. And uh, objectively, some people's lives may face more challenges than other people's. And that's just, I think that's how the world works. Not everything is equal. And when you're looking around our classmates um, or just people in general, I think it's important to have that perspective that, you know, um, what they're going through, seem, at least have the ability to understand what they're going through may be something that you can't even comprehend. You know, that doesn't mean you're, you're not there for him. And that's where I agree with you. I agree with you in that you're not alone in med school. There's people all around you who are caring, caring individuals who are looking out for you and want to help you. But that doesn't mean everyone's challenges are equal. You know, in terms of their family situation at home, whether or not they have a supportive family, what they're doing in med school, whether or not they have a family, uh, the condition of their physical health. Some people are healthy. Some people are going through challenges, you know, Um, and also the amount of uh, background they have before they come to med school. All these factors combine into different um, different challenge levels in med school. And I think it's important to at least recognize that uh, people are not all equal. People go through different challenges. But I think that's what makes each of us unique. 
And I think that's, um, I think that at least acknowledging everyone's own individuality in that point, but still being able to be there to, uh, to help them and still being open yourself to accept help from other people and to open yourself to other people so that they can help you. Because here, what I really love about med school is everyone is trying to help each other. You're, you wouldn't go into this career if that wasn't your life goal. So um, even though everyone's challenges are different, I, and I truly believe that, I think everyone here um, is willing to help each other through those challenges. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, sorry. No, I, I'm just gonna backtrack a little bit what I, of what I said. Um, well, we're all saying the exact same thing. Yeah. Is the interesting thing, is that no challenges are equal. So I might have missed, and got might have been misconstrued or something, but I definitely don't believe everyone's stuff is equal. Um, so I absolutely with you 100%. Um, I mean, it's very apparent. What I was, what I'm saying is, a person who, may, I think everything's relative to what someone has experienced in their own individual life, which is what I said. Um, for example, someone's tire might pop in a day, and that really gets to them. I mean, it really gets to them. Someone else might loot like have a friend who's really sick and not doing well, and that might really get to them. And it might be really effective to both of them, even though on a scale, if somebody's dealing with a really sick friend and their tire pops, they're going to be like, you know, that's just not as important to me right now. It's a very individualized thing. And so what I'm saying is like, it's important when somebody comes to you with something that if that happened to you personally, you might not be as like, oh, this is the worst or this is awful but recognizing and trying to get in their shoes and being like, you know, this is very significant to them right now. So I need to, to treat that as such and be there for them in that sense. That's what I was kind of saying. Definitely not that everyone's stuff is equal, but in fact that everyone's is very individualized and it's important to like understand why something is affecting somebody um, or not necessarily why, but just that, you know. How? Yeah, exactly. Just, so, yeah. So like, Touching on what Spencer was saying, um, and yeah, maybe maybe what I said also was a little bit misconstrued. Um, I do, yes, I agree with Armin that people are dealt cards that are, you know, they had no control over. Um, but what, what I was trying to, the purpose of what I was saying was um, you shouldn't invalidate your own feelings mm -hmm. just because you think that it's not as bad as someone else is going through. Um, that's not healthy. That's, y you should feel what you feel for a certain situation, even if, I don't want to say objectively, but like even if like it may seem less hard or whatever, right? So I don't want people to invalidate their own emotions and their own reactions just because um, it could be viewed as a lesser uh, challenge than another challenge type of thing. Um, that was my whole point. Um, but I, I, I do agree that people, yes, they're going through, uh, sometimes, sometimes you just can't control what cards you're dealt with. Yeah, it's, it's also a lot. Yeah, yeah and um, I disagree with all three of you, actually. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 no, yeah, you guys said it really well. You guys were very well spoken. And uh, like what Darren just said, don't make your problem any less than what it is. And also, on the opposite, don't make your problem any more than it is when you see someone else seemingly happy or successful just just focus on yourself and know that everyone's going through something so um wanted to keep it short and sweet but both sides of the coin are equally important yeah i think the other thing that i want to just add to all of this is when you 
it's really important to focus on yourself and not sort of like like Saru said, compare yourself to someone else. Um, I think we've all talked about it. people have different hands that they get dealt, and I think we've also talked about that it's not always fair. Um, it's important to be empathetic with one another and realize that you know someone else can be going through something, but it's not in our best interest to sort of compare like oh what I'm going through is harder than you know what someone else is going through, mm-hmm. or and, easier too, or or easier. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then try to justify it. Mm-hmm. It's it's all about focusing on yourself, and I think that goes past maybe this conversation to you know med school in general and life in general is it's really easy to start comparing ourselves to one another um seeing someone else and thinking that they have it better or worse but it's really important to just focus on you know what you're doing and you know have your personal growth and not try to say that like not measure yourself compared to someone else but measure yourself compared to your past like version of yourself so I think we talked a lot about what makes medical school hard. Um, uh, let's. What are what are some methods or ways that um, you can cope with that, or uh, or a certain mentality that you have in a certain situation? Um, what have you learned in the past block and a not even a half block and like a quarter? Um, what have you learned uh, that helps you? overcome these things and maybe still learning maybe maybe it's not uh i don't know it's not you're, you're still figuring it out it's a process yeah it is a process okay i'm gonna go first uh just because i think i have a couple key points i want to put out there um I, th- I think one thing that pre-meds meds you know doctors in general uh, we have trouble doing is reaching out for help from school and from resources and for example, we have a resource here that provides just learning, education resources, not only just when you're struggling, but also if you need just kind of some more order, putting a calendar together for whatever reason. Uh, I felt very disorganized starting this block. My block started off very rough, and I had no hesitation to go to these people and ask them to put my calendar together. And I know a lot of people in general struggle reaching out for help like that. But it was something simple. It's like, I just need help organizing when I'm going to study, when I'm going to do practice questions, when I'm going to look at lecture, all that stuff. And they kind of helped me with that. So the first advice I would give anyone is you get over the, the pride that you have and realize that these resources are there because there's been years of research and years of issues like this to prevent you from going through the same thing that other people have in the past. They're trying to prevent those same mistakes from being repeated. So use those resources. Your tuition's paying for it, even if you're a pre-med as well. And uh, the, the mentality that I would say you to go forward with is that every failure and every challenge is a learning opportunity. And I think we've all heard that at some point while we were here in med school. But you need to embrace every failure you have because <laughs> med school is not smooth sailing. Like You're going to fail or disappoint yourself one way or another in one of the avenues that you're pursuing, extracurriculars, class, something. You need to be able to take that failure and ask yourself, how can you grow from it? You can't just be knocked down, but you gotta jump back up. And that goes beyond looking at yourself. That goes into talking to people about it and not being ashamed of your failures. Because if you're always like, I'm perfect, and you're making yourself out to be this perfect person who does everything just 100%, you're not going to feel comfortable when you're down in the dumps talking to someone and getting their advice. So don't be so obsessed with 
the persona you're trying to put off. Don't be so obsessed with everyone thinking that you're succeeding. It's okay to show weakness. And it's okay to reach out and ask for help from people who are going through very, very similar things as you. Because they're all going through med school together, let's face it. So um, I would say the biggest thing is, to summarize this point, is pride can get in the way of coping. And that could be resources, it could be friends. So try to move past that pride because at some point it's going to come back and bite you in the ass. And it's better to get those healthy habits going now than when you're down the line you're 40, right? So build those healthy habits now for sure. And just adding on to the pride aspect, um, I think it goes like a step further than just reaching out where a lot of med schools, such as our med school, is like a pass-fail curriculum. And being pre-med, um, like I feel in undergrad, it's expected for you to get like these really high grades. And there's a certain level of like pride and ego that comes with it. And then in med school, to sort of give all of that up to go into a pass-fail curriculum, um, you know, you have to sort of give up a little bit of that pride and say like, you know, it's okay if I don't ace this exam. And it's okay if, you know, my grades aren't as great on this one exam because there's other things that are happening. There's other things that you have to deal with. There's other extracurriculars, there's life happening. There's other stuff that's on your plate. And it's okay that, you know, your grades on this one exam are a little bit lower because at the end of the day, it's one exam and, you know, as all my colleagues can tell you, we take a ton of exams in med school. So, you know, you always have an and, opportunity. And there are times up. where you don't pass those exams. Yeah. And that's okay too, because yeah. you will have another chance. And um, yeah, I'm, yeah, I, I feel, yeah. I feel like people are like assuming that everyone passes. Um, there's definitely cases where people don't pass. Um, so uh, yeah, and again, back to your, sorry, back to your point, it's, it's okay. Not to minimize like any anyone's challenges because we all go through different things in every day. But I heard this story and I just want to share it with you guys. Um, someone told me that, you know, in 24 hours, there's 86,400 uh, seconds. And essentially, if you, you know, converted that to money, that's $86,000 and $86,400. And... In a day, sometimes, you know, something can happen for like, you know, 10 or 15 seconds. Like, like you know, we, we mentioned like a tire could pop or, you know, someone like gives you some bad attitude and that can ruin like, you know, or sort of put you in a bad place for that day. But if you think about that, that, that encounter might be a minute, two minutes. So out of maybe $120 worth, are we going to throw away the rest of these thousands of dollars? So I think it's just really important that you know, sometimes you have these bad experiences, but to not let those consume your day um, and continue moving forward from that. And But that's just also saying not to minimize anyone's challenges, not minimizing what anyone's going through, but just allowing yourself that, you know, not let the, not sweat the small things. Um, great point. Yeah, I think that's really uh, important to realize in med school. Um, there, there are some techniques that I use to deal with kind of hardships in life. And uh, I'm grateful that it's been in my life, like, for a majority, like, part. Because uh, my dad is uh, a Buddhist, and he, uh, he always stressed about, <laughs> he always stressed about, like, relaxing and, like, um, being patient and being, like, at the right mindset of doing something. 
Uh, an example is um, in school sometimes, like in middle school and stuff like that, whenever I came home, I was like, Dad, I don't want to study. Like, I don't want to do any of this. And he's like, don't do it then. Like, get away from it and just do something else, right? And it, it's it's almost like his, like, uh, trust in that, like, I have my own motivation and that when I say I don't want to do it, I really don't want to do it. And then he would, he would always just respond, like, just watch TV for, like, an hour and figure it out. And then uh, you don't have to study now because if you study now and you're, you're not at the right mindset, nothing's going in your head. Like, you're not going to get anything done, right? Um, so that's been, like, a, a constant thing in my life uh, growing up. Um, he, always, he also always said that when things get crazy, don't dive in head first, take a step back, and everything clears up. It's like a Chinese proverb, apparently. Like, when you take a step back, all the dark like, clouds uh, disperse and everything's more clear. Um, so that, that's been like kind of in my subconscious uh, ever since like, as a kid. Um, so I think these were two very important instances and two very important lessons that I have used a lot in med school. Um, whether it's too much information that's given to me in a class and it's too complicated um, or life hits me, I always take a moment to make, to become self-aware of what I'm going through. And I literally sit down, I'm like, why, why am I not studying optimally? How am I feeling? Um, can I keep going on? And then if the answer is no, I turn off my laptop, I go home, and I just watch TV, and I just take a break from everything. Um, so I think, I think those are, uh, it's very, again, the pace of, the school and everything, pace of med school and everything like that, it's very easy just to think that you don't have time to stop and do nothing. But what I'm saying is that like, sometimes it's better for you to just stop and do nothing um, and really um, recuperate, recover, get in the right mindset and then come back to it uh, stronger, better, whatever. Um, so I think these were, two very important, or kind of a, like a thing that I'm really grateful that my dad has instilled in me. Um, and TLDR is just, long story short, it's just being self-aware and knowing when to stop and then knowing when to keep pushing. And that takes a lot of trial and error, um, but I think it's extremely important in not just school, but in everyone's career in, um, in medicine and in the medical field and things like that. Yeah, I think personally, that's the thing I've used most in my time in med school to, to cope. Whenever I'm feeling overwhelmed, uh, whenever I feel like, you know, the walls are closing in, like I'm too behind in my studying, like things are not going to be all right. You're not going to get anything done effectively in that type of mind, mind state. You know what I mean? So in, in times where I feel like, um, you know, either I just got home and I don't want to do my homework, like, like Darren as a child, uh, or... Uh, I just don't want to study today. I'll, I, I just I just won't because I know that taking that time for myself, uh, you know, going back to the pancake analogy, letting my stomach empty a little bit before I dive back in on the all you can eat pancakes, giving <laughs> giving your body and your mind that time to rest and recuperate. Uh, it's not a disadvantage. If anything, I think it's an advantage because you're going to go in more recharged. You're going to go in there more motivated. You're going to probably be more efficient, at least in, in my personal experience. So um, there was actually a time, first block, when I felt so, so overwhelmed with anatomy lab. Um, I failed my very first uh, anatomy practice practical really bad, and I never failed anything in my life like that before. 
and I thought I was going to fail out of med school and I felt really anxious. I, I, I went to the library right after and I just started doing a lot of anatomy flashcards. But and then I started getting like short of breath, my chest got tight, I didn't know how I was feeling. And I'm like, this, this isn't right, I shouldn't be feeling, feeling like this. So I, I left the library and I said bye to my friends and I just went straight home. And uh, when I went home, I went to my happy place, which was on my DJ turntables. <laughs> and uh, honestly, just after like half an hour, an hour of mixing, listening to the music that I love, I felt so much better, so much better. And um, you know, after that first time, it wasn't all, it, it wasn't all uh, rainbows and, and, and unicorns, but you know, after a few weeks, after a few months of taking that time for yourself, of maybe taking one day uh, off a week and just doing absolutely nothing. Like yesterday, I did absolutely nothing school related after class and I felt great. You know what I mean? I felt absolutely great last last night. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was good to take some time for myself. Inside joke, inside joke. <laughs> <laughs> but um, as I was saying, like, uh, don't be afraid to take those breaks, you know, because you're, you're, you're only gonna, you're, you're only gonna help yourself. And you, if you made it this far, and if you have dreams of becoming a physician, you're not gonna let these little breaks like hold you back. You're gonna achieve what you wanna do, and you're gonna be a more well person doing it. Thanks for sharing that, man. Of course, bro. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I think um, one of the things that we find is you can always push yourself harder, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's a good thing to do. You know, you can always try to force yourself into a different mindset or you can always say, I can do this or I'll just deal with this later. But I think the thing that life teaches us when we try to do that is it makes everything harder. You know, you, you, you delaying things just means that delaying, they come back, you know, and until you kind of find ways like Armin's saying to really take the time to immerse yourself in what you're feeling and find a way to cope with that and not just be like, you know, I can do these flashcards right now. Let me push through this feelings of anxiety. And, um, you know, it can manifest as like having trouble breathing and go really far to a point where like you're not even studying effectively, but you're still trying to. And I think it's really important, like Armin did in those moments, to step back and say, you know what, if I take this time and really work with this, then when I get back to it, I'm actually going to be overall more effective as a whole than I might be if I try to push through this for three more hours Whereas if I come back to it, I could probably get all of that done even better in maybe just like an hour or something. I think having that healthy mind state in all aspects of, of life, I think that really allows us to do things well and do the things that we need to do. Um, yeah. And I think something I want to stress too is um, it's really good to uh, treat relaxation as a prophylactic treatment. And what I mean by that is prevention. You know, it's not healthy or it's not good to wait until you're having this anxiety attack or wait until you're feeling really bad to take the time off. Take time off even when you're feeling okay. Just when, when you're feeling confident in yourself and, and you know you can afford the time, take the time off. You know, because I, I, I truly believe taking time off in a periodic manner uh, will help you avoid these, these negative feelings altogether. That's a great point. I think that's something that I personally need to work more on. Um, but I wanted to touch on kind of when you talked about uh, when you were stressed and you went through like you went you made mu like you listened to music and uh, you made a mix. I'm assuming. I I wasn't recording back then. Oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I think I think that's very important. Um, I think your hobbies and your other outside 
passions are extremely important. Um, and I think it's easy to sacrifice those uh, because of how fast med medical school is. Um, during times of stress, specifically for me, um, I used to think cooking, I, I love cooking. I love making food. I love like uh, anything related to food, really. And um, I, I used to cook a lot, and it was like kind of like my place to be uh, creative, um, my escape place, my safe place, almost. And when med school started and things got really busy, I almost, I thought that cooking was a distraction from what, um, what, I, should, what I should be doing. And I thought cooking was time that I could be spent on studying or doing something else. Um, that's false. And I quickly realized that um, cooking was like my, th my therapy. Whenever things got super hard, um, there was one time it was, I was going through some stuff and Armin and I meal prep sometimes. Um, and uh, we meal prep for three hours. And I came out of that an entirely new person. And I literally felt like I turned a corner emotionally, mentally, and everything. Because um, I got to do what I love and I got to like do it for a long time. And I got to make things that I enjoyed. Um, so I think uh, when you, you, you may think your hobbies are a distraction of, what, of time that you should be doing something else. But I'm saying that you, it's a necessity. You need to spend time doing something else. You need to step away from things and do something that's not medically related, um, something, something, that's, something that's not medical school related. Um, and I think that's very, it's, yeah, it's, it's the same thing as relaxing, same thing as whatever. It, it, it takes you away from the, the stress. So talking about things that aren't related to medicine, I think it's also really important that when you analyze your friend group, you have friends that are outside of medicine because while it is true that our friends in medicine are going to be the ones that we that will understand what we're going through and will allow us to or, or will understand the, the challenges that come with medicine it's important that you're able to get away from that and talk with other people that are outside of this field because that sort of keeps you up to date of like oh yeah like we're not everyone's studying 24 seven and not everyone's just worried about like this disease or, you know, like these classes all the time. It's like, there's things that are happening outside of school. And I think it's really important to have that balanced friend group where you have your friends who can understand what you're going through and understand exactly what's happening because they're doing it too, but also realize that you have an outlet from them. Yeah. Um, I definitely agree with you, Parm. I think just for me, I got very lucky that, you know, I'm from here and a lot of my hometown friends who I was very close with before happened to stay in the area. And I, and I definitely agree with the fact that it is, it's a nice balance and it's really helpful um, just to have a diversity of like opinions and aspects and people at different places in life um, outside of med school. Um, particularly just, even if you don't have people physically in the same area, just keeping in contact, you know, with people from other walks of your life and, um, I think it, I think it keeps you just, you know, with this nice harmony, um, where you don't feel too overwhelmed by the same environment constantly. Um, even cause you can be like, everyone here is just amazing, like wonderful people. Um, you know, and so I, I think all of us just love being around each other, um, all the time. And that's just the nature of, you know, how, how med school stuff works, you know? Um, but it is nice to, to have that, you know, I can just go hit up the, the homies from, you know, high school that are still in the area and just be like, what's up and talk about, you know, different things or bring 
the my medical school experience to them and they tell me about you know what they've been they've got going on so I think it keeps a night it allows you to kind of like work in this nice pocket of of harmony within everything yeah Spence great point and to add on top of that make time for those who might not be here like Parham is emphasizing Mm -hmm. right now those people matter a lot Spencer's obviously is blessed to have those people close to him here in proximity, but make time for those people because you might think you're having it just so bad. Like, oh, my life is so hard. Med school is so hard. But you don't know that maybe your homie just went through a breakup or your other friend just had a family member die and you would never know without reaching out to them and make time for those people. Because at the end of the day, they were there for you during the rough times. They will be there for you in the best times. Do not forget that there is life happening outside of this bubble. So I I think you guys both made a great point that these people matter. These people keep you sane, but also make sure you're keeping them sane as well because they need you just as much as you need them. And even though you're unavailable, you need to make time for them if you care about them because you don't want them to forget about you and you don't want them to ever think you're unreliable and that you've forgotten about them. Yeah. Can we snap? Can we snap? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. That deserves strong that. point. 100%. Strong point. That was really, really yeah. well said, man. A lot of wisdom, bro. This is uh, a random question, but do you, any of you meditate on a regular basis? Not on a regular basis, but there was. I actually took a meditation class in college where we. It was. It was one of the best classes I've ever taken. It taught me a life skill. But we would meditate uh, for an hour each Wednesday morning, and I've always left the class feeling so refreshed, feeling like I lost 10 pounds in my brain, everything just felt uh, cleansed. Um, I, meditation is like one of those things where I just try to use it when I need it. Um, but I think doing it on a regular basis would be like that prophylactic treatment I was talking about. I think it would improve the quality of your life. Do, do you do it, Darren? I'm st- I want to start doing it. Uh, I got the app Headspace. Mm-hmm. And For I'm, free. Right? There's like a student discount, it's like $10. Oh, uh, FYI, Darren, you can get it for free as well. Oh, <laughs> let me know how to do I'm that. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool, thanks for the Yeah, t- I got you, I got <laughs> yeah. you. Um, yeah, I, th- I think I'm starting to meditate because uh, uh, I, I, read in, I read into meditation and I, th- uh, it's, I really enjoy knowing that you, it's not about controlling your emotions, it's about acknowledging it. And it's about letting it happen and observing in a very unbiased, uh, objective view and not letting it affect you. And I think that was like, wow, like that's what like most, I, th- I feel like being in medicine is what is very important is to be able to compartmentalize your emotion uh, and not let it affect your judgment or logic or anything like that. So um, I'm, I started like two days ago. I didn't do it this morning. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make it a regular thing. Yeah. yeah, Darren, I think that was an amazing point. One thing I wanted to mention to everyone is, you know, when we think about meditation, sometimes people say, you know, you need to meditate for like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes. Even I've heard people say that they meditate like an hour or several hours a day, but sometimes it can even come to like 30 seconds. And that for some people even feels like, you know, they don't have time to just do it for 30 seconds. So what I like to do is I like to, you know, sort of do three deep breaths. And with each deep breath, I sort of focus on the first one focusing on the past, 
the, the current one focusing on the present and the last one focusing on the future. And I feel like that's really helped me and through medical school, through any top situation, because you're not always gonna have the time to do a full meditation, uh, or you're not able to fully meditate for an extended period of time sometimes, and just doing that can help out. So that being said, I would like to have all of you guys join us in three deep breaths. So on the first one, let's have everyone think about their past. Let's deep, uh, deep breath in. let it out the second one let's think about the present so take a deep breath in and let's let it out and on this final one let's think about the future a deep breath in and let's let it out I can already feel the difference that made. Oh, that was, thank you, Parm, for That's uh, yeah, t uh, guiding that. Um, I think that, that about wraps up uh, this session of the imposter syndrome. Um, again, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you to my classmates, my brothers, my family, uh, for joining me and sharing their insights and perspectives. Um, yeah, thank you for tuning in. Um, until next time. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>